¿Estás listo para convertir tus mejores ideas en un negocio en línea exitoso? Te presentamos Shopify. Tal vez no lo sabías, pero nuestro podcast More Than Mammies es un negocio y lo empezamos, por supuesto, para desahogarnos y hablar sobre la maternidad, no para convertirnos en expertas de ventas y del e-commerce. Así que sí, necesitábamos ayuda para vender nuestro merch y poner en marcha nuestra tienda. ¿Y cómo suena con Shopify? Llegó otra venta. Shopify es la plataforma de comercio que está revolucionando millones de negocios en todo el mundo. Ya seas un emprendedor desde tu casa o desde donde sea, Shopify es la única herramienta que necesitas para iniciar, administrar y hacer crecer tu negocio sin dificultades. Con Shopify puedo gestionar pedidos, envíos y pagos desde cualquier lugar, brindándote toda la información y estadísticas de tus ventas al detalle. Regístrate para un periodo de prueba con tan solo un dólar al mes en shopify.com barra sonoro. Todo en minutos. Ve a Shopify.com barra sonoro para llevar tu negocio al siguiente nivel. Shopify.com barra sonoro. Hola, I'm Claudia Romo Edelman. And I'm Cynthia Kleinbaum-Milner. And this is a podcast a la latina. The playbook to succeed being your authentic self. Today, Emma Carrasco, an incredible trailblazer. She's a senior vice president of corporate affairs for NBC Universal News Group. And here are the three takeaways for you from this episode. How she went from an administrative job to the C-suite of one of the most prominent companies in corporate America. How, in order to build trust, which is essential for a media organization, you really need to represent the perspectives of all your audiences. And how her company has proven that there is a business case for investing in a new generation of Latino content. All of that and more here a La Latina. Stick around. A La Latina is proudly presented by Money Lion. Join the millions of Americans just like you who use Money Lion to help reach their American dream. Today, an incredible guest, Emma Carrasco. Emma is the Senior Vice President of Corporate Affairs for the NBC Universal News Group, which includes NBC News, MSNBC, CNBC, Telemundo, and NBCU Local. She was previously Senior Vice President and Global Engagement Officer for the National Geographic Society and served as Chief Marketing Officer and Senior Vice President of Audience Development of NPR. Over the years, Emma has also contributed her skills to Republica Havas, Nortel Networks, McDonald's, Univision, and Fleischmann Hillard. She's been the recipient of numerous recognitions over the years, was recently named to the most powerful Latinas list by the Association of Latino Professionals for America, and was named a 2023 Rising Star by Latino Leaders Magazine. She's also a board member of Direct Relief, which is a leader in providing medical humanitarian aid to those in need. Its mission is to improve the health and lives of people affected by poverty or emergencies. And she's also the board member of a really cool company called Toast Ale LTD, which is a social enterprise that tackles food waste by turning surplus bread into beer. Emma, <laughs> welcome. What a bio. So, such oh an honor gosh. to have you here. Thank you both so much for this invitation. It's really so generous of you and what you're doing to shine a spotlight on Latinas and the unique leadership style of Latinas, I think is a benefit to everyone. So thank you and congratulations for, for doing this work. Thank you. Thank you, Emma. And thank you for being here. Let's dive right in. Tell us about you, your upbringing. What was the background that made you be who you are today and what you do? 
I am a first-generation American. Um, my parents immigrated from Mexico, and they ended up in California, and that's where we were born and raised. And like many first-generation Americans, I was instilled with a love of family, a love of community, and a real dedication to a strong work ethic. And so I think like many of us who grow up as the children of immigrants, we bring something that is really intangible to whatever it is we set our hearts and minds to achieving. And so I am so proud of the family that I come from. And I'm also proud to represent the huge dreams that they had for all of us, for me and my siblings. And everything that I have done in life and in career has been a tribute to my parents. Um, and so that is my highest and most important source of inspiration and strength. So tell us just a little bit more about that um, installing of your dream big attitude. Were they like, Mija, look at the stars, you can get there? They they had dreams of their own. They had huge dreams, which are the dreams that propelled them to come to this country. And so I always say, have a big dream, have a big, bold, ambitious dream, because that sets you on your path. And the other thing that they, that they showed me was that you just have to put in the work and you have to dedicate yourself to being educated, to constantly learning, to constantly improving your skills, to exposing yourself to different people, different cultures, different countries, different languages, different foods, different literature. Expose and expand your perspective each and every day. And then the last thing that they taught me, and this is especially true when I think about the summers that I spent in my mother's hometown in, in Durango. She was in this little pueblito called Garame de Abajo, which was next to Garame de Arriba. Wow. <laughs> is this a joke or it's for real? It's a for real name. You oh, know wow. these ranchitos in Mexico, they have these names. And these were fierce women who lived off of the land. They were so resourceful, so creative with what they had. They were generous of spirit and they worked and they toiled all day long. And at the end of the day, you sat around a circle and you, and you told the stories of the day. And these women, they laughed and they were funny and witty. And so it taught me the importance of taking your work seriously, but never not necessarily taking yourself too seriously. And they taught me the importance of having a love of life, the importance of laughter, the importance of leading with joy and optimism, because that gets you through a lot. And as you go through building a career like the kinds we have, the ability to laugh is really important. And the ability to finish every day and every cycle with a circle of women around you yeah. that can, you know, like that can share yeah. their day so that we can share the access code. Exactly, Fantastic. exactly. So just going back to your family, what you're saying, or I hear you saying that being, like being connected, having a network, asking people for their perspective, 
If I hear you talking and I don't know anything about you, I would think, oh, she must have had all these people around her that already had walked the walk. But since your family came from Mexico, you probably didn't have an uncle or your parents to ask them, how do I climb the ladder? Which job should I take? What career should I even study? What was your playbook to like, make decisions, to know what you were supposed to do if your family and your immediate network wasn't there to guide you? And it was with a ranchito. Yes, <laughs> exactly, right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, first of all, I didn't even know that there was a ladder, right? Yeah. Like, I didn't even know that a corporate ladder was a thing. I was lucky enough to get an education, right? Mm-hmm. Like many of our parents, that was really important. Yeah. And so in the process of trying to figure it out, I knew that I needed to graduate and I knew that I needed a job, right? That was like just step one, but there was no one, we were all kind of in the same boat and there was no one really to show us the path. So we were showing each other the way. And I remember my very first job was a secretary. That was the title. I was a secretary for a small public relations agency. And the agency was acquired by Fleischman Hillard. And it was when I got to Fleischman Hillard that I realized, oh, there were all these other jobs that people grew into. You started as an assistant account executive, and then if you did that job well, you became an account executive and then an account director and then a vice president, et cetera. And it was there that I was fortunate enough to have a boss mm-hmm. who was Latino. And that that set me on my path. His name was Steve Moya, and he was my first and most important role model because he understood me mm-hmm. culturally, and he was ascending in his own career and willing, if I worked hard enough, mm-hmm. if I met the right standards of excellence, yeah to help me move along as well. And so that first mentor was everything to me. And and I, I don't know that I would have had the connection had he not been a Latino. So he was a mentor and then a sponsor from what you're saying because he kind That's of right. took you with him. That's so right. Steve Moya? Yes. Steve Moya, thank you. And everyone else, be a Steve Moya. 1,000%. Okay, so you have a title that... I don't understand what it means. It sounds legal, but I don't think it's legal, corporate affairs. So can you tell us what your job is? Well, you know, I'm, I'm so lucky uh, to be able to work where I work, which is the NBC Universal News Group, which, as you said, is a pretty vast portfolio of news brands and shows and platforms. And there is value in having that portfolio, but it is magnified when you're able to connect the dots across the portfolio. Mm -hmm. And so that's a lot of what I do as head of corporate affairs for the NBC Universal News Group. And then the other thing that I do is really develop relationships, relationships with the communities that we serve and the communities that we need to represent. And so Claudia is a perfect example of a leader with whom we really, we really identified was important to share what we were doing Mm -hmm. because we respect the work that Claudia is doing. And we also think that what we're doing 
should be recognized and should be understood. And so it's a two-way street, right? Any any relationship is, and we, de- we really believe in the power of partnership. And so a lot of what I do is establish those relationships and work those partnerships so that there is mutual gain in the kind of stories that we tell and the kind of storytelling that we put out into the world. Before we started shooting, uh, you explained this to me a little bit, and it just reminded me of almost every interview we've made where, where our guests have said, Latinas are great at connecting people, at getting people to collaborate. So I can't imagine anyone doing this job that is not Latina, you know? Like, I think, I mean, the way that you grew up probably prepared you for this for this role. And every company, no matter the size, I think needs this role. Somebody that connects the dots, that gets people yeah. to collaborate, that gets teams to add value to each other because it, in big companies you can see how much money gets wasted mm. for not having those connections but even right. small companies everybody's running around sure. doing their thing yes. so everybody needs an Emma Carrasco At Money Lion we think money can buy happiness and that you deserve access to the same tricks, tips and tools as the 1% We want you to achieve your version of the American dream so we built an app that can help you get there From banking with no hidden fees to cash advances with zero interest or credit checks, MoneyLion offers a suite of premium financial products that can help you make your everyday money decisions a whole lot easier. We even curated a network of content creators who can educate you how to invest, borrow, save, and earn like the pros. Ready to take control of your money life? Join the millions of Americans who use MoneyLion every day by downloading the app today. McDonald's se está transformando en el mundo anime de McDonald's y te trae la nueva savory chili McDonald's sauce. Los mejores sabores se unen en esta legendaria salsa para que tus 10-piece chicken McDuggets, papitas y Sprite se conviertan en un meal ultra poderoso. Desbloquea un manga con tu meal y disfruta de un corto de anime cada semana. Solo en McDonald's. Badabababa, go! En McDonald's participantes por tiempo limitado hasta agotar existencias. So making Latino content mainstream, mm-hmm. how do you feel about where we are today from like creating Hispanic content only for Latinos to making it more mainstream? And if you can also talk to us about the decision of making the show from John Leguizamo, Leguizamo, Leguizamo Dos, Dos America, America uh, which is mainstream, right? Everybody is, is for everybody's consumption. So how do you feel? Where are we? Are we in the right track? Do you feel like we need to accelerate it? How is the, the general, the masses uh, consuming content that is meant to showcase Latinos yeah. in, in the U.S.? I think to answer the fundamental question, I think we have made so much progress mm-hmm. based on where we started, mm-hmm. <laughs> where we've been. There's still room yeah. to grow. I think it comes down to two things. Building trust with audiences for a news organization is essential. Mm -hmm. Trust is our currency. The next thing that it has to be is excellent. Just excellent, high-quality content. Mm -hmm. And so for us, the way that we build trust with audiences is ensuring that we represent all the communities we serve, Mm -hmm. that we represent them across all dimensions of diversity, gender, race, 
geography, socioeconomic background, and diversity of perspective. And that doesn't happen by accident, Claudia. The reason that I joined the NBC Universal News Group was because Cesar Conde was chairman. And I knew his commitment to excellence. I knew his commitment to building trust with audiences and his ability to be bold. And what we have achieved is pretty remarkable. The numbers speak for themselves. NBC Universal News Group has to deliver business results. And so we are there in terms of audience, in terms of representation, in terms of performance on all metrics. And so what it has shown us, and we say this all the time, the playbook is here. Please, industry, use it because we need everyone to do this, is you make a commitment to build trust with your audience. Mm -hmm. And when Latino audiences see something like Leguizamo Des America, they see themselves reflected. Mm -hmm. But non-Latino audiences also appreciate the excellence of that content, Mm -hmm. the high quality production that is that is yeah, that is and it has been the highest rated show in its time slot on MSNBC full stop full stop so it tells you that excellence in content is excellence in content and John would be the first person to tell you that John certainly wants to represent our community and has done so so well but for so long, <laughs> yeah. But Leguizamo Does America has been greenlit for a season two because it delivered. It delivered on audience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. and it has also represented the diversity of the Latino community. So you can do yeah. two things or three things at once. It was just a very important investment that... MSNBC Films and NBC News Studios Mm -hmm. was going to make. It was a big bet. And when you make big bets, you do everything you need to do to ensure its success. And so our ability to understand the importance of community, the importance of partnerships, the importance of opinion leaders, and make those connections in, in addition to broader Um, marketing and outreach, it was really that combination. And John played a critical role in in promoting the work because he wanted it to succeed. We wanted it to succeed. We were all committed to its success. And that's where that's that I think is is absolutely essential when you have this kind of work. But you know beyond that, it's a situation that we have now and I am so proud that Across this portfolio, we have more Latino news anchors than any other news organization. And that happens as a, in response to, again, a bold ambition that Cesar set for the organization, a North Star, and the fact that we have so many excellent journalists that exist in the field. Yeah. And so... You look at 
uh, Tom Yamas, uh, Ana Cabrera, uh, Jose Diaz Balay. Like, they're excellent journalists. And they also happen to be Latino and committed, very committed to it. I wanted to go back a little bit to what we were talking about of being yourself and being able to feel proud when you come to work in through your life, being a Latina. Has it been a pro? Has it been a con? When were there bruises? When did you have to dial down and hide it? When did you, you know, like put it forward? Yeah, I will say that as I started, because I was the first, I was the only, it was terrifying. How was I going to learn? (laughs) Who was going to teach me? And I just had to dig really deep and try to figure it out on my own until I met Steve Moya. And it, and even, even then, entering a room when you didn't have the, the wealth of experience that others who had entered the room had, boy, like not knowing how and when to ask a question, to contribute an idea, all of that. It was, I went through a period in my, in my career early on where it was really challenging because I just didn't have the playbook. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I can either continue being afraid or I can be okay with making some mistakes. And I said, like, Steve probably made some mistakes along the way. And so I was able to talk to him about it. I talked to my parents and not everything they did was exactly right. I said, oh, well, okay. So like, I guess making some mistakes is part of the journey. And I know how resourceful Latinas are. I know that we have the ability to look at things from all these different perspectives. And I thought like, I am an American. I also feel very Mexican. And so my ability to have different views on a challenge or an opportunity, I think really helped me because I wasn't siloed in my, in my view of the world. I couldn't be because I'm bilingual and I'm bicultural. And that, once I recognized the superpower that that is, I was able to then take advantage of all of these opportunities that presented themselves. But first, I went through a period where I was terrified and I just didn't know how to make it or if I was going to make it. But there's one thing that I have to say I've noticed, um, you know, like from the years that I know you, which is, uh, and it gave me a lot of approach with you. I felt that you were very approachable. You're very serious and you're a corporate leader in all senses. And I remember when I met you, I was very impressed. And all of a sudden you laughed. And you were like, ha, ha, ha. And it was like, really like a, laughing like a Latina. And so there was, there was like, you know, like freely and fully. And it was not like, hmm. It was like really being yourself. Right. And I just had dinner in Los Angeles with a group of guys that I graduated college with. And all Latinos, right, all coming first in their families to go to college, et cetera. And from... My earliest days, my friends, my colleagues, my schoolmates, they know me for my laugh and that I have never, I have never, I've never held it back because it goes, I go, I listened to my grandmother and my 
my family elders in Garame de Abajo. And after a long day sitting around the circle and the stories... Talking about Garame de Arriba. Exactly. And and the joy that that brought them. And I said, I am never going to lose that. And I love that you're able to do that. So just like on on the Latinidad. So you said you never had to dial it down. And that's incredible. And you were able to probably navigate it really well. Has it helped you? Like being Latina, has it helped you to stand out, you know, like when you were not doing only the Latino market? Right. And what parts? Right. I, I think because I was always so proud of where I came from and who I was and doing things to honor my parents, that if I dialed that back, I would be doing them a dishonor. And so I found a path in corporate America that appreciated that so that when brands wanted to understand this Hispanic market, I was ready. I was prepared because I never walked away from it. And it was a source of strength and pride. And I thought, this this is what is going to be my entree to a corporate career. And I did that on the agency side. I did that on the corporate side. And I did, I've done that on the media side. And so it's, it has really allowed me to express my unique view of the world and my, my perspective on growth and opportunity for all sides of that, of that stool, right? That we, that we call consumer consumer marketing or consumer outreach. Oscar Munoz, that speaks about having an Aztec moment where he realized that because he was a Latino, he was such a great CEO and he never wanted to claim it before Mm. uh, because he was like, it's not because I'm a Latino. Don't give me, don't put that, that stick on me to say that I'm a Latino. That's why I got to be the CEO of United. I was a CEO of United because of my perseverance, by my qualities, my, my performance. Uh, and then after he said, I had an Aztec moment when I claimed my Latinidad. And I do think that a lot of Latinas that make it to corporate America in senior positions do not have that Aztec right. moment yet. Um, seems to me that you had it when you were like a pocket book. Uh, yeah. moment, but you have seen that. Yeah, I I have used it to create a career. Yeah. And and that to me is is again just really rewarding. The only thing that I would say I at times had to dial back was being a woman because if you're in the corporate environment in the in the eighties and nineties, you're trying to dress like a guy, you're trying to act like a guy, and that just felt that was like an out of body experience. Right, but I remember wearing the suits with the shoulder pads and even a tie, and that's what you did because you were trying to emulate other leaders, and those leaders were largely men. Yeah, playing the script of a man. Yeah. So we think we're making it every time more. Every time there's yes. more Emma Carrascos, every time more there's a, like there's yeah. more and more of us. But we want to make it in half the time. Mm-hmm. So what advice? Would you give yourself, if it would be 30 years old, which ideally can go and talk to our audience on, you know, like these are the things that you don't have to wait 20 years to get to there? I think that if I were, if I were 30 years old, I wish that I would have been able to 
continue my formal education. I wish I would have had the time, the resources to get an MBA. I believe that higher education is incredibly important and, and distinguishing. And so I spent time building a career that may have taken me less time had I had been able to continue my formal education. And, and so I think our ability to continue to pursue mm-hmm. education at the highest level is one of one of the the keys to accelerating our ability to lead. Yeah, I mean, I, I get questions about MBAs a lot because I took my two years of yeah. going to do an MBA, and I mean, it changed my life. It really gave me so much perspective. Like it showed me how other industries work. Mm-hmm. It really teaches you how to be a CEO, yeah, you know, because yeah. you're like in a, in an environment where you're with a, with very smart people just. Anyway, I strongly recommend that yeah. people continue their, yeah, their formal I, education. I do too. too. You end up getting all of that, even if you don't have yeah, an like MBA. Later. But if you're, if the question is, how do we accelerate? Mm-hmm. That's, Go MBA. That's I, what I would recommend. I would kill myself if I don't ask you this. You're the head of corporate affairs of a news organization. How does it look like in an election year? How does like what is the advice for young Latinas to be attentive to in a world of misinformation, disinformation? What are we looking for? What are we looking at? It is, I think, one of the most challenging and consequential times of our generation, Claudia. I really believe that. And you have to be able to identify news and information that you can trust because we are surrounded by an ecosystem where anyone can inform, but it's not necessarily backed up by standards or practices. And so we go through great lengths to build this trust with audiences because we think that it is so consequential for Americans to have reliable information about who is going to be the next leader of this country. And we have to present, and we do, all sides of the spectrum. So I'm coming here to you today from the Republican National presidential debate that we hosted in in Miami. And through the quality of our journalists, we were able to have a debate that was substantive, where the candidates actually got to explain where they stood on really important issues of our time. And I think that doing the work to pay attention to that is an obligation that we have as citizens of this country. And so I would say to young Latinas to do your homework, to find trusted sources of information, and to exercise your right to vote, because it is essential to our democracy. And, and so we're trying to do our part, and citizens and voters of this country need to do their part. And together, if we both do our parts, we, we exercise this experiment that we call a democracy. And we are so fortunate to be in a country where that is our aspiration. 
And you, you go great lengths to make sure that there's more and more voter registration for the Latino community. Yes. And I do think that we should say it here La Latina. We believe that if you want to make it in life, you have to actually make your voice heard. So go and register yourself and make your voice heard and be hardworking and go and register and vote. That's exactly right. Emma, is there anything else that you would like to deliver to our audience? Anything else that you would like to uh, share with us? I just, I just really want to, I want to thank you both for this conversation. It has felt like, it's felt like talking with friends. Um, and, and it is so important that we be able to see ourselves and hear ourselves. And, um, and what you're doing is so valued Uh, and so important. So I, I, again, just really want to express my gratitude to you um, for, for having me on and for your commitment to make sure that all audiences um, understand that when you do things a la Latina, that great things can happen. Exactly. Absolutely. I learned so much. I, I grew my admiration for you dramatically Aww. in this podcast. Qué linda. Emma Carrasco, <laughs> thank you so much for thank being with us. Thank you. Thank you both. Emma Carrasco, leading a la Latina. This podcast was proudly produced by Malca Media. ¿Estás listo para convertir tus mejores ideas en un negocio en línea exitoso? Te presentamos Shopify. Tal vez no lo sabías, pero nuestro podcast More Than Mummies es un negocio y lo empezamos, por supuesto, para desahogarnos y hablar sobre la maternidad, no para convertirnos en expertas de ventas y del e-commerce. Así que sí, necesitábamos ayuda para vender nuestro merch y poner en marcha nuestra tienda. ¿Y cómo suena con Shopify? Llegó otra venta. Shopify es la plataforma de comercio que está revolucionando millones de negocios en todo el mundo. Ya seas un emprendedor desde tu casa o desde donde sea, Shopify es la única herramienta que necesitas para iniciar, administrar y hacer crecer tu negocio sin dificultades. Con Shopify puedo gestionar pedidos, envíos y pagos desde cualquier lugar, brindándote toda la información y estadísticas de tus ventas al detalle. Regístrate para un periodo de prueba con tan solo un dólar al mes en shopify.com barra sonoro. Todo en minus Ve a Shopify.com barra sonoro para llevar tu negocio al siguiente nivel. Shopify.com barra sonoro.